so I take my dog out this morning and I'm just racking my brain. I'm trying to figure out like what 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 am I gonna do for a toast today? I just can't for the life of me, my brain is just dead. I I, I cannot think of a toast. So uh you know, I'm walking my dog on the on the crunchy frosted flake snow. And uh, you know, he he takes a piss and takes a shit. And I'm still mulling over. I'm like, man, what are, what are we going to do for a toast? I'm sure Brian's got some great ideas. Like, oh, I got to come up with something good. And, you know, I bring the dog into the house. And it dawns on me. And we'll get into it, into the toast. But it, it dawns on me what the toast needs to be when, after I bring the dog in, right before I take his harness off, I take a baby wipe. And not only do I wipe the dog's paws, I, f- I find myself wiping the dog's ass. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. Who wipes their dog's ass? A- anyway, uh, welcome to the Dyson Pipes Podcast, Warhammer Edition. Thank you for joining us. I am Chris. Along with me is Brian. How are you, bud? What? Why do you look so stressed and aggravated right now? Brian is aggressively rubbing his eyeballs. You have a problem. You, you have a problem with what I do with Soze. No, come on. Well, then what are you rubbing your eyes for like that? Listen, every one of God's creatures deserves to have a clean ass. Yes. Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's what I've been told. I think that was sang to me in a Smashing Pumpkins song. So I got to follow it. Well, there's a vampire. It's mine on my rage, I'm there in the right cage. The dog will say, the dog will say, what is wiped can never be saved. We have a lot to get to on today's podcast. Oh, we do. We do. Um, if if you're interested, uh, Brian kickstarted, what is this called? Hero Book? Hero Book GM. Hero Book GM. If you're interested in Brian's review, you got to listen to the back end of the uh, D&D episode if you haven't listened to it already. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Reddit, and whatever other social media shit. Just give me a minute anymore. because I have to finish wiping the back end of the D&D episode. What? So you're saying the D&D episode was shit? Yeah, I got to finish wiping his <laughs> back end. <laughs> Look, I, I don't... You're a fucking creep. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Your dog is probably, Soze is looking back at you with his big bulging eyes like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, he probably is. He sees this gigantic being, doesn't know what the fuck is going on because his brain is like the size of a cork in a fucking whiskey bottle. <laughs> you know? And he's like, why are you touching my asshole? You know, bad stuff comes out of there. Stop touching. Dude, I would feel the same way. I'm of the ilk that if I'm 80 years old and an invalid in a bed, just let me shit and don't touch my ass. I will die of dysentery before I let somebody fucking wipe my ass. I would have a hard time with it. But apparently, uh, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I, I find myself, I'm wiping my dog's now, ass. Now, do you wipe up or down? 
It, sideways. So, okay, <laughs> sideways. Now, is it left and right, left and right, left and right, or just a one swipe and we're good? No, a double. I do a double pass. So left and then right. No, not... Ringing through the computer. Why not? Mm-hmm. Phone's on silent. But it rings through the computer. Yep. I know what you have to do. I got it. So on the iPhone, if you drag down from the top, it has a little moon. You click on the moon, and then it won't ring, unless it's somebody who you select for it to ring. I do that with the wifey and Matt. It is activated. Oh, it is. Yes. So now if your phone rings, it shouldn't ring through the, uh, through the computer. We will see. I'm going to test it right now. Excuse okay. us. Right? I think it's only fair. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I got you right here. I don't even know if it's going to show up on your screen. Oh, it does. So what's the point? So when you're sleeping. Right, but this, this is what it would do if I was sleeping. I have it on vibrate. Right, but now it's not ringing through the computer. Yes. So we win. But I don't sleep with my computer open. Well, for the show, then you do it. For the show. For the show. For the show. So we'll, we'll get into bizarre behaviors uh, in a little while. What are you drinking there? I see we have a, 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 a plethora, a cornucopia. Yeah. Uh, I'm finishing off this cowboy coffee uh, with my uh, awakened elder and my uh, Rossi Vittoria author. So in our deep, extensive research of pairings with yes. the cowboy coffee, we finally found one that works, and that's cowboy coffee with awakened elder. Yes, which is uh, in English. So we know, I think last week you tried it with a Virginia, right? Sure. So Virginia's out, Burley is out, English is in. So the English is in. But you said that's Latakia heavy, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I am continuing my Aberol Hour. It's kind of an odd one to say. Not to drink. Yes. It's fucking It's fucking delicious. I don't like the name of it. Can, we, can we come up with a nickname for it? Abel. Abel. Even though there's an R in there. But we'll just call it Abel. So I'm drinking Abel 12 double cask. Uh, it's very sweet. It's very pleasant. It's very simple. It's a simple daily dram, as they say. Yes. That should only be drank from a Glencairn glass, if you want to be a cunt, like me, which is what I do at home. What is your issue with this fucking glass? <laughs> I don't really have one. <laughs> uh, now, I, I wish that we can find Glencairn that are as walled, like have a thick wall like the glasses that we drink from, so we can fucking smash them together in here, but I could still act like a bougie asshole and fucking sniff it. Well, what we could do is you could still drink out of your uh, little Glen Karen mask. It's not Karen. They're not dating. It's not Glen (laughs) dating Karen. All right. Uh, But then just have this glass empty so that way we can still clang them together and people would never know. Why would I want to do that to the people? I would know. And so would I. I'd be, I feel like a liar. Stare at you with disdain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think. I think Bannon needs to kill people. I feel it. There's like a... I, I think he, he senses there's this wrath that needs to come. He needs to just kill people. Wow. Yeah. He's killed quite a, a few already. Yeah, but I think they need to be more personal. I, I think he's kind of lost touch with like this 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 personal approach to, to killing. 
Okay. You know, I think everything's been like for the mission. I think he just needs, I think, I know we're very early in the campaign, but I think Bannon needs a vacation and he needs to go to a planet to kind of like escape and, and maybe, maybe reflect on like all, all this power that's been instilled upon him and he needs to smash people's faces in bathrooms again. Okay. He's grown a little since then. You know, he hasn't used his, his timer. I have a feeling that there are people out there that have been following religiously and they're like, dude, when's the next time that he's going to use his timer? I can't tell you not this episode, but it is coming. <laughs> Don't worry. We have not forgot about the sands what? of Mars. We have not forgot about the sands of Mars. Okay. No, that's really what I said. I, I, I believe you. Okay. Okay. Uh, real quick. So again, with this Aberlauer, I'm smoking, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Cornell and Deal opening night in my Savinelli Venere. I don't know why I have to say it like I speak Italian. That might be one of my toasts one day. Oh, that Italian people toast. that speak completely normal English, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they use the word mozzarella or prosciutto, all of a sudden they're... Gabagool. What's wrong with that? They're just paying homage. Ugh. To their history. Okay, well, if I were to look back at my German roots, mm-hmm. every time I go to say no, I don't go, nine! Yes. I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so I was, you know, I was uh, going to get in my car, and the Gutenheim! The Gutenheim? I don't know. Limburger! <laughs> um, so I obviously, I have an issue when it comes to my dog. Uh, but... Look, there, there's something that I need to point out, and oh. I, I have a confession to make. Oh. Uh, I think, I don't know why this is the medium that I have to use to get this out, but I, I, I owe my wife an apology. She listens to the show. Oh, okay. Um, she could have had me arrested the other day. Oh. Because I assaulted her. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yep. We're laying in bed. Uh-huh. Not assault like that. We're, we're laying in bed. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't want anything anyone to think that I have to register on a list. Hashtag not now. <laughs> hashtag I got a headache. Uh, hashtag I didn't ask. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so we're laying in bed. We're talking. And uh, some, something came up in the conversation where I felt the need to grab my phone because I had to look something up. Uh, Which you do often. I, I do very often. I'm, yeah. I'm constantly on the phone, like doing research and, and looking things up. So my phone was on my nightstand. And as I went to grab my phone, I grabbed it with such enthusiasm, which <laughs> such <laughs> excitement that as I grabbed the phone and went to pull it back to me, it slipped out of my hands, dude. And it fucking slammed her right in the face, <laughs> right in the face. I felt horrible. Right in the grill. Right in the grill, dude. So the corner of the phone smashes her right above her right eye. And now she has this fucking huge lump on her head. (laughs) (laughs) So it looks like I fucking punched her right above the right eye. As Gorilla Monsoon would say, you hit her right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. Yes. Yes. So I felt horrible. Um, I thought that she was going to shun me or call the police. One of the two. Uh Luckily, neither of those two happened. It was an accident, right? Isn't that, it was. Isn't that what they say? It was done in error. Yeah, and yeah, for, yeah. And uh, for people to understand completely, um, you do 
grab your phone aggressively a, a lot. So when we drive into work together, yeah, yeah, the conversation could be like, "Oh man, do you remember Chris Cornell? Oh yeah, yeah he, I think he made a lot of money on that album. Yeah, let's find out his net worth. Yeah, now we do a deep dive in everything about Chris Cornell, where he lives, where he went to school, how much money he makes, how much money he made last year, how much everything. money he made all time, and then we start comparing and contrasting. Well, what about this guy? You think he makes more than him? And it, it turns into uh, I know you don't use Google, but it turns into a Google fest. Yes. Of of just finding completely benign, useless information. And that is a product of a former job that I had as a researcher. Like, I just, I have to know. It's the way my brain works. Right. Something comes up if I don't know the answer, and the person I'm talking to doesn't know the answer. Like, I have to, I have to look. And once I look, now it just leads to something entirely right. different. We yeah. just fall down the rabbit hole. Um, in, in doing so, though, it's it's now caused physical pain. <laughs> To the ones that I love. <laughs> but you do always, I don't think aggressive is the right word, but with mighty vigor, you mm. always get excited to look something up. Yeah, and I tend not to do things very slow. I'm not very... Methodical. No, not methodical. I, I, uh, what's the word? I, I view it as, um, you, you ever see the dark crystal? Yes. Okay, you know the mystics? Yes. Ooh, those guys yeah. and how they move super fucking, like that's not me. That is no, not me. You are high speed. I'm high speed. High speed, high energy. 100% of the time, I'm at 100%. And so I just went, I grabbed my phone, and it slipped out of my hand. I don't even know how the fuck that happened. And not only does it happen, it smashes her right in the face. <laughs> like of all places for it to land, right. right in the face. And at first, dude, I thought I caught her right in the eye, and I was about to pull my phone from her orbital socket and call 911. I thought we were going to the hospital. But before that, looking up the internal damage that she might have suffered. Well, of course, before I did anything, I need to see what, what sort of brain trauma could be caused by getting hit in the head with a brick, because that's what she compared it to, getting smashed in the face with a fucking brick, which it is. Dude, this phone is kind of heavy. Yeah. You know, and I threw this thing with reckless abandon. Yeah, the fine folks at Apple make a solid device. Yes, they do, uh, as evidenced by her face, <laughs> because she has such a fucking knot now sitting on her head. Uh, thank you, baby. I love you. Don't call. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, what? I thought you were talking to me. Oh, oh, hey, baby. Her berber. So now that I got that out of the way, uh, as usual, have we ever said, hey, listen, we have horrible gameplay coming up? No, no, we never have. It's always great gameplay. It is. Uh huh. We may be slightly biased. You think? A slight biased. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to continue the trend. We do have great gameplay coming up. But before we get to that, Ooh. I would like to propose a toast. Um, and my toast is, is kind of a brief one. There's really no big buildup as long as you listen to the beginning of the show. My toast goes out to people, and I'm one of them. And I'm sure we all uh, experience this in our own little way. Um, my toast goes out to people with very quirky behaviors. Okay. So you asked me if I wiped left and then right. So let, let me let me let me give you the the play by play. I take the dog out, attach the dog leash. I have uh, it's it shaped like a dog bone. It's very cute, and it holds the little shit bags. Okay, I'm that cunt. I walk outside. I have the little bag attached to the leash. I put my dog in a sweater. Yeah, oh, I'm poor harness on. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, dog goes Let's out. Slow down. Oh. Let's go back a step. Yes, yes. We put the dog in a sweater. 
if it's cold. Usually I don't, but then the wifey guilts me into putting a sweater on the door. What kind of sweater? What do you mean what kind of sweater? Oh, is it knit? Yeah, is it's it like a knitted wool? sweater. Wool, is it? No, 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 it's not wool. Is it handmade crochet? No, is no, it? no, it's bought it like Petco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What color is it? We have multiple. You have multiple. Just, I knew you were going to say mm-hmm. that. Just like we have multiple bow ties for them. The bow ties, like, that's funny. I, I can get behind uh, that. Uh, I would never do it, but. Like, I'll give you an example. The last sweater I think my parents got for the dog, and it has a hood. Okay. With ears on it, <laughs> as if the dog doesn't have its own fucking ears. So he looks like he, he looks like a, a medieval wizard. No, he, no, no, no. He, I would put it like this. He looks like a small boy uh, that's being held captive in the basement of a pedophile, and he's forced to dress <laughs> in very provocative clothing. All I can picture is that uh, that, that kid in, who, in Red Dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's so in the sad. sailor outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. Shot him right in the face. <laughs> oh, you shot the kid in the face? No, the guy. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I thought you executed the kid. I thought about it. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so multiple sweaters. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you feel like dogs have received any kind of um, evolutionary tools mm. to deal with cold weather? Anything about a dog that sticks out that you think may be I'm not following here. Beneficial to the dog in the event that the dog is in a, a cold scenario. Should at, at what point, by the way, on a, a side note, at what point, by the way, should I bring up the fact that we have boots for the dog? We were going to get there. So, yes. Uh, yes, the dog has hair. I, I understand He has that. hair? Yeah. No, I have hair. So does the dog. What do you think the dog has? No, the dog has a coat of fur. So the dog should be able to take it off and hang it up in, in a closet. In a real world, we would kill Soze to turn him into a hat because he's so warm. I think about that like <laughs> almost every day in the winter. <laughs> Um, now, what kind of boots? Rubber, I would imagine. Yeah, but he he refuses to keep them on. He does weird. Not, he does not like the boots. He loves the sweater, though. Of course, he does. Loves it. As a matter of fact, today before I came over here, because it's a little chilly out, and obviously I don't leave the heat on in the house for the fucking animal. So I said, "Hey, Soze, come here," and he follows me into the family room, and I say, "You want to put your sweater on?" And he goes, "Fucking ape shit!" Runs around like a lunatic, jumps up on the couch. I put a sweater on. You think that's because he knows that when he gets a sweater on, he goes outside, and that's why he's excited? No, because sometimes we leave him in the house okay. with the sweater on. So he just enjoys. He he, he does not equate the he's sweater a to handsome going out. boy that enjoys a smart ensemble. Yes, it's like uh, you know, if you or I were to wear a cardigan. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Which so, I don't know. We, oh, so we we secure him into his completely unnecessary. So he sweater. wears a sweater just to stay warm because he then, does get cold outside. How long are you outside that he needs the sweater? Well, maybe two minutes. Okay. <laughs> how long does it take to don the sweater? Oh, the sweater goes on very quick. Ten seconds. Okay. It's not. It doesn't have buttons. It goes over his head, and he puts his fucking paws through these two holes in the front. Okay. That's it. And then the harness goes around the sweater? Yeah, it's like this big contraption that goes... It's got like this pad that goes around his chest, and he's got to step into now, it. Now, why not just a leash around uh, the, the collar? Because he's a fucking asshole. Okay. He cannot... I, I would choke the dog to death. I'd be dragging him by his throat. He's a little dog. Right. You know? So he's a tiny... What, what is he, a mini pincher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we, we put him in the sweater... We get him on his harness. We attempt the boots, but as always, he says, fuck you in the boots. I, uh, on a personal note, I never put the boots on. Okay. The wifey tries to put the boots on. And she gets frustrated every time. 
Yeah, it becomes very frustrating because as soon as the dog goes outside, just starts shaking his paws like he has fucking Tourette's. Yes, because he doesn't want fucking boots on. Yeah, but then the same goddamn dog will step into the snow and then he picks his paws up like he just like stepped on needles. Like he's in such <laughs> severe pain, you know, can't take the fucking cold. All right. Now we bring him outside. Bring him outside. And we have a bone, a plastic bone uh-huh. hanging from the leash that- It's very ins- small. Ins- right. Inside it uh, contains uh, poopy bags. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's fine. Because, like you know, he has little tiny poops. Right. You have the front yard. It's not like you're in the middle of the fucking nowhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walk him out into a- So like in front of my house is like a <clears throat> like this weird- I guess you would call it like a cul-de-sac. It's on a turn. I have like this little island in front of my house. So I take him out to the island. Ah, okay. So you're being a responsible neighbor. Yeah, of course. Okay. So he goes out there and, um, and whatchamacallit. So he'll, he'll piss in this little island and then, uh, you know, he takes a shit. Now I should point out that when Jen and I first got the dog, um, do I even want to admit this on the air? Mm Mm-hmm. Shit. I think you do. So we used to not use doggy bags, like the little shit bags. Uh huh. Because we we were still kind of uh, we, we were we were kind of noobs when it came to having a dog. Now I used to have a Rottweiler. Uh, you know, years ago when I lived, I was still at home with my parents, and um, we used to just take the dog and chain that beast to the. <laughs> To the fucking basketball pole, and yeah. then behind that was grass. We would just let the dog piss and shit out there, and we would never pick it up, right? It would just stay and fertilize the the lawn. Uh, so I had never walked that dog, so I had never experienced. I never picked up dog shit or anything right. like that. It just stayed out there. So now our first dog was a was a Boston Terrier, and then shortly after that we get Soze, this little minpin. So Ugh. we used to take what you don't like the term minpin? No. <sighs> Do you? No, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, for the longest time, I hated this fucking dog. I hated this dog. <laughs> fucking little piece of shit little dog. But um, for the longest time, we used to take the... Oh, this is so embarrassing. We used to take the dogs outside. And we, we used to not have doggy shit bags. We used to bring paper... We used to bring paper towels out with us. And when the dog would squat to shit, we wouldn't wait until after the dog shit and pick the shit up with the paper towel. As the dog was squatting, we would take the paper towel and <laughs> slide it under the dog's ass and let the dog shit on the paper towel and then fold up the paper towel. Like an ashtray. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. And then throw it out. <laughs> okay. And then throw it out because I got I would get aggravated because when the dog was shit in the grass, I'm such a mental patient that I didn't want to dig in the grass and ruin my lawn. Start pulling the grass out. Right. Now, at some point, did you think maybe just grab like a Ziploc and, and grab it and then flip the Ziploc inside out? Did that ever? No, because a normal person would go to Petco and just buy fucking dog shit bags, which would be a hell of a lot cheaper. Right. Okay. So we would just paper towel it and then throw it in the garbage in the basement. Now, to your credit, uh, here on the compound, mm-hmm. we have uh, like an acre and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. And then like half an acre of, like a quarter of an acre of county land that's like a buffer between us and the neighbors so all in all there's like two acres of property and we have the invisible fence right right so uh chief of border security owen just fucking runs amok out here he he runs the show but it wasn't until we started doing podcasting i started doing podcasting in here and i don't know what it is about it but he's taken a, a a liking to dropping shit piles 
in random locations on the pathway up to the west cabin. So usually the way it works is I'll come out, and especially like the last couple, the last two weeks I don't have my glasses, so it's kind of hard for me to see. But normally we would come in to record. You would call me and say that you're on the way. I'd bring shit in. You say there's poop out here. We'd finish recording. I'd come out, clean up the poop, and it, it's like you clean up one, and then there's two to replace it because yeah. he's a fucking asshole. Uh, so I never used to clean up shit because it would be just out in the woods. But now that he purposely shits in front of the west cabin, now I also have taken to cleaning it up. But little doggy bags won't help because his shits are like the size of mine. Yes, because he's a massive fucking animal. Yeah. You know. So I'm with you. Uh, I don't wipe his ass. and I don't put him in sweaters. Yeah, but your dog doesn't need a sweater because your dog is a long-haired dog. Uh, I mean, uh, he's long hair. My, like, Soze is a short-haired dog for a tiny fucking little piece of shit dog. Like, I have, dude, I have whiskey bottles that are bigger than him. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> let's let's stay on target. Yeah, yeah. Stay on target. Uh, so we bring him outside <clears throat> in yes. his in his sweater. Only, sh- only if it's cold. What does he wear in the summertime? Sunglasses? He's fucking naked, and I'll put a hat on him. Keep the sun out of his eyes. You're joking. Of course. I'm not putting a fucking hand on the dog. <laughs> Who fucking knows? <laughs> I have to ask. Uh, he shits on the little center island across the street from you. You yes. clean it up like a good neighbor. Yes. Now we make the trek back inside. So now I go back into the house. and uh, We stop at the front door. Yeah, of course. Take the harness off. Nope, nope. Everything no. stays on. So I walk through the door, shut the door, lock it. I walk to the garage. I have a garbage in the garage that I then dispose of the bagged shit. So he comes with you. He comes with me over to the garage. Um, and then from there, we walk into the kitchen because okay. we have a, a cabinet dedicated for animals. How many animals do you have? Just one. Okay. but So an animal cabinet. There's an animal cabinet because uh, the wifey likes to feed the birds. So like bird food goes in there. All right. All right. Okay. So that's the animal cabinet. Uh, I'm surprised I don't use that cabinet, according to her, um, <laughs> especially after I smashed her in the face with my phone. <laughs> um, so now we walk over to that cabinet. And I have uh, wipes that we buy from ShopRite that are used for uh, baby bottoms. <coughs> Specifically for dogs? Nope. Or, okay, so for humans. Like a Huggies I refuse. baby wipes. He only gets the best. Loves? Huggies? No, I don't even know what the fuck they are. It's neither. But it, they're CVS brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's some other like off-brand okay. shit. But, you know, they're, they're like a big moist towelette. So I wipe it. It's fucking big, dude. It's like the size of like a paper towel, right? So I pull it out. I'll wipe each paw individually. Now, do you pick them up no, or do no. you sit on the floor? No, with dude, him? the dog knows. He gives me his front paw. So, and I go counterclockwise from his front left paw. So he picks his paw up. I wipe it. Then he picks his back leg up. I wipe it. Other leg, front paw. And then I fold it in half and I wipe his ass. And then I fold it in half again and I wipe his ass one more time and I throw it out. I take him out of the harness and the dog goes fucking ape shit starts running around the house like yeah because his ass is burning no his he's excited i just oh, okay. i just baby wiped his ass so okay. he's like a fucking rocket running through the house so okay. happy you know what my dog never does drags his ass on the rug that's why dogs drag their ass on the rug because they have shit stains i don't know if i've ever seen my dog do that I have to pay attention now. Now pay attention. See if he's well, ever dragging really his ass. I don't have any carpeting, so it's oh, all hardwood yeah. floors. I don't think. He probably did it once and got a splinter, and he's like, I'm not doing <laughs> that Fuck again. that. Yep. Um, but you've seen video. Dogs dragging their ass on the floor. So I'm right. sure it's yeah, because yeah, their asses yeah. are all shitted up. So, <laughs> not my dog. 
So he gives you the front paws, yep. the back paws. Does he give you the ass? No, but he stays there. He knows what's coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's the look on his face when this is happening? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> Why? Okay. When? When is somebody going to call the cops on my behalf? Like right. that kind of look. Like he's probably like, "What the fuck is going on?" The same look. Again, imagine yourself in hospice, but you're still there in the head, but you're dying. Now let me. And some random fucking lady has to come in and wipe your asshole. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't, I, Not I don't want that. Right. No. Uh, begrudging acceptance, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, where I'm sure in the moment you're not really happy about it, but when it's all over with, it, it was it was okay. Okay. Now let's let me give you a scenario. Tell me how this would play out. Okay. Let's say that you knew I was coming over. Yeah, yeah. And you decide to do this crazy thing of leaving your door unlocked. And you're like, listen, I'm going to be busy. Just uh, just come in when you get here. Right. Mm-hmm. You give me the open door policy. I pull into your driveway. And as maybe I'm a couple minutes earlier than you thought I was or a couple minutes later than you thought I was going to be, as I open the door and walk in, hey, buddy, and as I'm walking in and I'm, I'm coming around that bend of your entryway towards your kitchen, would you cease and desist the cleaning of the dog ass and let it ride for the day not so you don't get caught? Or would you look up at me, hey, with a shit-eating grin, hey, buddy, as you're just wiping your dog's ass? Yeah, I would still wipe the dog's okay. ass. Yep. Yeah. I would still do it. Do you wash your hands when you're done? Come on. No. Why? I'm using a baby wipe. The baby wipe is okay. clean and sanitary. Just asking. And then I Just eat. asking. Right after I do that, I don't wash my hands, and then I have lunch. <laughs> yes, I wash my hands. That's why it's done okay. in the kitchen. All right. It goes in the garbage, and uh, yeah, I'm on my way. So it's a self-admitted, quirky kind of behavior. Right. All in the name of cleanliness for the animal. Yeah. I'm with you. And I'm sure he appreciates it. I don't know how much he likes another man touching his asshole. Well, he's a dog. I don't think he understands the concept of appreciation. But you think he understands the concept of a man and a woman? Uh, well, I said I'm a, another man, like touching. Oh, like I'm no, wondering, he doesn't understand any of that. Okay, so you think he, it's not he like he gets been, excited when Jen wipes his through ass. Through repetition, he has been trained to endure this. That's all this is. So I should have been, I could have choked that dog from birth, and by now, he would just be okay with yes. him. Fucking animals are weird, dude. Yeah. Well, the, it's in the name, animal. Where is it in the... Well, they're animals. They don't fucking understand. They don't have... We're animals. Conscient... Okay. You and me, baby, <laughs> ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do, and they discover me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I incessantly clean my ears. Oh, I got a fucking strange story about that. Three or four times a day. What? Toothpick, or uh, not toothpick. You're putting toothpicks uh, in your <laughs> Q-tip. Q-tip goes Wait, in. three or four times a day? Yeah. Why? Why the need to constantly clean your ears? No idea. But like, even right now, like talking, the inside of my ear canal is getting a little itchy, probably because it's rubbed raw, <laughs> but it's getting a little wow. itchy. So as soon as we're done recording and I'm alone, I, oh, Q-tip will go in, nothing will come out on the other end. And but are, now, are you doing that because you have an itch, or you're doing it because you think you're going to pull out like wax? Oh, no. But So when we run out of Q-tips, I'll mm. purposely wait like a month to buy them. So that way, when I get in there, I actually pull, <laughs> I extract some gold. Because <laughs> it's the only time I ever get satisfaction. So like, yeah. and like the, you know, when you buy Q-tips, it comes in like a box, like 6,000. Yeah, yeah. So like... Once a once every six months, I mm. get like the satisfaction of pulling out a gobulet. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Here's something wild. I had gone. Oh man, I don't even know how many years ago this was. It might have been 
might have been about five years ago. I, I, I had gone to the doctor for physical or whatever it was. And um, I get some nurse practitioner. And she starts asking me like all these basic questions. And finally, she gets to ear cleaning. And she's like, uh, how do you clean your ears? And I'm like, what kind of fucking stupid question is this? I use Q-tips. Oh, no, that's bad. I'm sorry? Yeah, basically what you're doing is you're taking the Q-tip and you're pushing, pushing the wax in. yeah. inside. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't have fucking hearing problems. So I, I think I'm doing okay. I'll continue to do that. She's like, oh, you should take like a wet rag and just wipe inside of your ear to clean. Okay, thanks, dummy. I'm not taking your now, advice. Now, real quick. Yeah. Why couldn't you just take a Q-tip and run it over under hot water? And just rub real quick. Well, I guess you could, but I think the point that she was trying to make is not to actually take the Q-tip and insert it into your ear canal. Mm. It's just to clean like the outer part of the uh, the outer part of the gotcha. ear, I guess. So whatever. Obviously, I didn't heed that advice. Now it's funny. You would think that I did because the other day it might have been a week or two. I was just telling the wife about this. Might have been a week or two. Um, and I clean my ears every day. Not like you, but like once a day, I clean my ears. I use one Q-tip per ear. Because right. I don't need anything more than that. And for some odd reason, dude, I clean my left ear. I get out of the shower. You know, I, I clean my left ear. Everything is fine. Nothing on the q I always start out. with the left as well. See? Oh, this is funny. This is why the podcast works so yes. well. Yes. Symmetry. Yes, of course. Um, dude, I go to my right ear. I put the Q-tip in and I go to clean it. Dude, and it's covered in wax. I'm like, what the fuck? I just cleaned my ears yesterday. So I flip it, clean it, covered in wax. I throw it out. Grab another Q-tip. I do it again. Three... Three... I'm sorry. Fuck. Yes. Fuck. On the Dice of Pipes program, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll the drink situation. Here on the Warhammer side of things, we will be rolling six dice. The difficulty of five, as always. As always. Six dice. God damn it. And I fail. I have two icons. Okay. Three Q-tips later, it was starting to get better. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was done. So I go about my day. Dude, maybe like an hour or two later, I feel this weird sensation in my right ear. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I take my pinky, because it's the only finger small enough for me to actually get into my ear. I take my pinky and I rub it in my ear because it was starting to get like itchy and I felt like something was in there. Dude, I pulled out a piece of wax that was like three quarters of an inch long. Wow. Oh, you lucky bastard. Dude, it was so gross. Like where the fuck did that come from? But that must have felt so It good. felt great. I felt like I can actually hear. I felt like the bionic woman, but only as a man. Right. Yes. Bionic hearing. Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Man. Thank Said you. Said DiBiase. Money, 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 money. Everybody's got a price. By the way, speaking of that, I was watching TV, and I forget what show I was watching, but they uh, they referred to the bad guy as a heel. Of course. And I knew what it was now. So, and You're I have you to welcome. Thank for that. I have you to thank for that. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. So your your left or your right ear is being assaulted, yes, by a wax monster. I, dude, I thought it, when I first pulled it out, I thought it was a bug. <laughs> I thought a bug got in my ear, and I was like, "This is fucking bad." Because if something, what if something got in there and laid eggs? Right. Like I'm fucked. I'm gonna die. Yeah. I'm gonna end up. Isn't that how you get Ebola? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. So I thought I I thought I had Ebola, and from that I was gonna get AIDS and then die. Turns so. out you only had a plato. 
<laughs> you fucking what a dad. <clears throat> so, all right, so that's good. So I wipe my dog's ass, and you clean your ears nine times a day. Yeah. Uh, do I have anything else weird? Oh, I guess this isn't really a quirk, but uh, when I'm done taking a shower, I'll do the uh, I'll look into the old nose monsters. Yes, for any bats in the cave, and once in a great while. The Lord will bless me with one of those like rubbery boogers that loops all around oh. your nose hairs. And as you pull it, you can feel it untangling itself yes. from the inside of your nose and it ends up being as long as your earwax. And that's not really a quirk. That's just something I enjoy doing. Yeah, it um, feels like it's connected to like your fucking yes. orbital socket. Yes. Uh, lots of ears, nose, and throat things going on. Uh, yeah, I don't think I really have any other like quirks. I'd have to really think about it. my incessant need to say fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you with that. I have to curse. Yeah. There's no getting around it. I one time went to the doctor and I I was having an issue in my throat and apparently the only way to see what's going on in your throat, you have to go through your nose. Did you know about this? Yeah, perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to put a camera. Like I had a problem with my balls. The only way to get to my balls is through my ass. I'm sorry? Me too. (laughs) With a finger or? Uh, yeah. N- not like a plastic vibrating device. I don't think so. Okay. No. Very yeah, uncomfortable. They, they told me it was going to be a very uncomfortable procedure. Sensation. And then the next and thing you know, some dude is putting his finger in your asshole. Dr. Love. D- wow. W- was he naked? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's let's get to gameplay. Let's play some Warhammer. Yeah. Warning, the following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. As you pull this thing off, you uncover yourself a Lehman Russ battle tank. (laughs) Uh, It has a battle cannon and a Laz cannon. (laughs) And it turns to Grell. You're a gunner, right? Yes, but I used to drive these all the time. This tank here? Yes. You can drive and fire? Is this complicated? Well, one man drive and operate LAS cannon. The other one operate a battle cannon and targeting system. Sure, because I'm well versed in both of those. Let's... You, you aim and pull trigger. <laughs> I don't know what's so hard about that. Okay. Good. I will, uh... So I, he, he just smiles and says, okay, let's go. I, I don't even know how to get in this. <laughs> so Grell climbs up on the front of it and opens up like a hatch right before you get to like the bulbous top. Uh, and he motions for you to hop inside. All right, which I follow. All right, so you go inside and you see it's got one seat and then a little like porthole behind the seat that goes back. And he's... Oh, you go that way. And he points towards this porthole. All right. I, I, there's a... A seat with like, I'm trying to picture it. So there's a seat uh, with like a viewing hole. Okay. If you was to close the the hatch, there's like a viewing hole. Uh, And the seat on the arms have joysticks, there's foot pedals, and there's a whole bunch of buttons in this little like cockpit area. Okay. But there's room behind the seat. And behind the seat is like a porthole that leads further back. 
as though there's another seat back there? Correct. I see. Okay. All right, so I stay in the seat. Right, he told me to sit here. No, he's motioning to the hole in the back. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so then I go around that chair and I work my way All right, down. So the you go back just a meter or two, and then there's a little ladder that goes up. If you were to climb up the ladder, and you find yourself in this weird, like, orb-shaped cockpit. And you can't actually see anything. There's no windows. Mm. Uh, but there is a viewing screen that illuminates when he starts the tank. And there are a lot of controls everywhere. Good. Yeah, and we'll figure this one out. <laughs> this is like being in an old bomber plane in World War II. Yes. Okay. Give me an investigation test. Oh, Difficulty Lord. three. What am I looking for? The owner's manual? Difficulty three. I pass and I can shift one. All right. So as you're looking around, well, wow. uh, this chair is a little different. Uh, there's only one primary stick in front of you. And there's two foot pedals. So as Grell starts this thing up and you're slowly starting to roll out of the hangar, if you were to like push your left foot down, the turret starts turning left. And you can see this screen oh. start turning left. If you push your right foot down, it starts turning right. Do I get the sense like it's, it's pressure sensitive? The harder I push, the faster it turns? Yes. Okay. Uh, the joystick in the center doesn't move left or right, but if you pull it back towards you, it mm -hmm. starts raising the cannon up. If you push it forward, it starts lowering the cannon down. Okay. The only problem, you don't see a trigger anywhere. There's no trigger. No. All right. So while Grell is is maneuvering this fucking thing, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking at all the controls. Because uh, you said obviously there's no visual way for me to look outside. This is all based on you know cameras and shit like that. So I have a, a visual display that follows me. Correct. As I'm rotating around. Uh, with a series of switches and, and buttons and, and nothing on there that would give me the inclination to fire anything. Give me a pilot test. Of course. Difficulty one. Th this is like, this should be a crime. So I passed and I can shift because I haven't exalted on my wrath. Okay. So if you were to look to your right, you see like a vertical panel of switches coming okay. up. Uh, along the right side of the viewing screen. One of those switches is big and red. It's a button. And it's encased in like a... like a decal with yellow and black diagonal lines. And in the center of this like little enclosure is this red button. Like in case of emergency, <laughs> break glass. No, not, not that crazy. Okay. Um, above that is... Uh, two switches next to each other and you shifted you said right mm -hmm. so now you're just kind of fucking around you start flipping these two switches and now the screen you see two lines emerge and right at the center of the screen is a crosshair okay targeting systems up you find the trigger yes no I have crosshairs ah good you have armed this system all you gotta do is push the trigger and it fire. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I left. Trigger, big red button behind this, uh, you know, and I described that, that black. Yes, one. yes, yes. Okay. So d is it something, do I have to remove that, uh, the shit that's in front of the button? No, there's nothing in front of the button. It's just like, picture like a square decal with this black and yellow. Oh, on the button. And it, 
it, the button is on top of that logo. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. I got you. All right. So it's arm. So now anytime I want to fire, I go ahead and right. slam the button. Yes. Then, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Correct. Fucking smash the shit out of it. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm ready. So after some time, this thing starts picking up speed. And uh, you, you're just watching the trees approach you, and you're just blowing through the trees. Uh, there is an emergency hatch on the top, by the way. So if you wanted, you could pop the hatch and kind of stand up on top and stop using the visual display and actually use your eyeballs to look around. Okay. Uh, but then outside of that, the only way out is to go back through that port. Correct. Behind that, the chair of the other yes. gun and yep. get out the hatch. Okay. So, uh, would you open that hatch and look out at all, or no? No, no, okay. no. So we're just staying right. I'm home. Yes, this is home. <laughs> yes, this is this is a very uncomfortable place for Ben. Okay, uh, it's worth noting that there's also uh, several other buttons and switches in in your cockpit. We're we're gonna keep this very rudimentary. As a matter of fact, excuse me. Okay, um, how confined do you think this area? Is it very tight? Like, I picture it being like you're in this, you said it's like this bulbous area yeah. on the top. So, imagine like chicken wings, yeah. right? Like, you put your hands on your hips and then make little chicken wings with your elbows. Your elbows would just have enough wiggle room, like a slip of paper would fit in between your elbows and the walls of this thing. Okay. You can stand up, uh, hunched, but you can stand up. Unless I open the hatch and then I can fully stand. Correct. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that Bannon is claustrophobic, but it, he is, this is not a very comfortable. Right. He doesn't like the idea of dying in a tin can. Right. And, and and I think those are that that's the thought that's going through his head right now. All right. Are you ready? I'm fucking ready. So you can't actually hear much. You hear very muffled sounds of what you assume is the fighting. You're pretty insulated inside this thing. Okay. And on your monitor, you watch the last of the trees kind of blow away as you roll forward. And I'm sorry, can I interrupt? Yes. I'm sorry. So I have this uh, the display that, that goes around me, right? Yes. Um, is it a 360 display? No. So it's only what I'm it currently It goes to facing. maybe like uh, 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. So Your it's almost direct like, rear is, is blinded. So it's like a, your human peripheral. Correct. Based on these monitors. So the only way that I would be able to see is if I use the foot pedals and rotate around to see the rear. Okay, Correct. I got you. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, so uh, you break through and you see just short of 100 Necron engaged in this fight. And from your memory of this base camp, there was roughly about double that number of, uh, of Astra Militarum all together with all the forward operating bases and everything like that all coming together to fight. And you can hear the LAS cannon arm, uh, operated by Grell fire off. And if you look in your, your monitor, you can see LAS beams going and blowing shit up, okay. taking out some guys. Now, your gun is very dangerous. And yeah, you wouldn't say. I would say that you have roughly four viable targets, where clusters of Necron and their, and their cultists that you can reasonably fire at without endangering any Astra Militarum. Okay, because that was going to be my question. If there's either large groups of enemies that are separated... Um, you got to keep them separated. 
Okay. Um, or any of their offspring. Uh, <laughs> or if there's any vehicles that I can... Uh... Right now you have about four viable targets. Okay. All right, so whichever one is closest, that's going to be the uh, the target that I will target and fire upon. All right, so give me just your regular attack with a difficulty of three. All right, I pass. I have three icons. All right, so you get this group into your crosshairs, and we're going to hit that red button? Reluctantly so, yes. So when you hit it, you feel the whole tank jump backwards from the power of this cannon. And it just tears right through this pocket of Necron and or their, their cultists. You see an explosion and the impact, the, the firing is so, the recoil is so heavy that it actually fuzzies up your, uh, your view for a second. Uh, and there's lots of smoke. You can see space marines coming down the hill uh, and coming from your right flank, you have three more targets. Yeah, what do we call this? Fire when ready? Yeah. Yeah, if this if this thing is armed and ready to go, I'll target the next group and send a... Uh, All right. Send a round down range. So uh, roll an attack. This one misses. All right, so you go to hit the red button and you just hear... From the button, and nothing happens. And, and I, I scream to Grell, "How do I arm this thing?" You have to reload. How? With the reload button. Give me a pilot test. Difficulty two. I pass with a complication. Oh, good. Yes. I have your complication. Oh, fun, fun. Uh, so you find on the left side, there is a button. Uh, this is push to close, and above that, push to reload. So you hit that button, you reload a shell, and you can shift or you just got to complicate it. No, 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 no. Okay, so you load a shell, and we are ready to go. So that same group that I was targeting. Yes. It's still locked on. Yes. So I'm going to send another round downrange at them. All right. Fire and attack. You said three, right? Yep. Okay, I've succeeded. All right. So now uh, give me a wrath dice just by itself. A five. Okay. So this fire, this this round again fires off. This time you hear some kind of weird noise. Uh, and you, if you're like, it's coming from somewhere above you, maybe up slightly to your front left, uh, above left. And now you see weapon failure, weapon jammed on the screen. Fuck. You hit the you hit the group. We're down to two groups left. Now for your complication. Two of these airships breach the horizon and start moving towards you, these Necron airships. Oh, it wasn't a complication enough that I've <laughs> created a jam. <laughs> so now there's two Two airships, like I saw the same ships yes. that were following the Space Marines. So yes. obviously they're they're fucking loaded with Necron. Um, so Bannon will turn to Grell and just, I guess, shout out, "We're jammed!" So he uh, he forces his huge body up into your little area. Whoa! And uh, 
He's looking at the screen. He's looking around. Uh, no, no. When you reload, you have to close chamber. Push to reload, push to close. You didn't tell me this. I thought you knew. I All right. I unjam. Climb out on top and cover me. Excuse me? And he opens the hatch and he climbs up out of the tank. Climb out? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to talk as he's quickly scurrying <laughs> out of the top of this thing. All right. So I grab my... Um, everything I would think at this point is at like a decent distance away. So I pull out my... Um, my bolt gun, and I'm just peering out of the top of this thing. <laughs> just kind of like a turtle, poking <laughs> up and just looking around. All right, um, give me a wrath dice uh, to see if uh, Grell dislodges this. A five. Pfft, lucky son Thank of God, bitch. So he reaches in, and with his huge mechanical arm, he just and you can see, like see the kind of like the machinery kind of struggling a little bit, and eventually he pulls out this. 50 millimeter shell okay. casing and throws it. This time you push to reload the push to close, then fire! And he climbs back into the tank. Uh, he actually goes over the front and down back into his front maniac. Uh, hatch. And you seemingly probably drop back down into position. Yeah, and I, I secure the hatch that was above me. Good. So we hit reload. We hit push to close. And now we have two pockets of enemies and two airship left. Yeah, my uh, my focus will now shift to one of the airships. All right. This is going to be um, a little more tricky. No, you wouldn't say. I'm a fucking master targeter. This is so this is great. There's okay. two approaching. Okay. Um, one is closer than the other one. Problem is, the one that's closer is slightly obscured by foliage. All right, so... I will... Fire at, yeah. Okay. So here's what here's what his plan is, because this is in real time. Shit's moving really quick. I'm gonna take a shot at the rear one, that's further away. Yeah, the one that has no obstruction. And then if I'm successful on that, then I'm just gonna, you know, maneuver the turret to the one that passes, and hopefully that'll be clear. All right. So as you go to target this further ship, a prompt comes up on the screen: target out of range. Activate enhanced targeting system. Give me a pilot test difficulty two. Enhance. Negative. All right. Roll an attack. Difficulty seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I have an exalted on my wrath. Oh my god! <laughs> so you 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 see the thing that says enhanced targeting system. You're like uh, and you hit a button. And nothing happens. You're kind of like flipping a switch. Nothing happens. You're like, fuck, what do I do? Uh, and you're like, fuck it, you eyeball it. And you put the crosshairs a little higher than they need to be. Uh, you're kind of fucking doing a lot of everything by eyeball. You fuck it. You hit the button. It goes out and it just rips right through the left wing of this incoming craft. And you see it start to spiral as it goes down off to the right uh, and smashes somewhere. You see an explosion from behind the trees. We hit reload, push to close. Yes. Low ammo. You should have asked me what the process was because I think I almost forgot <laughs> to close it. <laughs> uh, you see low ammo pop up on the screen and a little number five below uh, on Shit. the right hand, lower right-hand corner. So we presumably have five rounds left. Okay. Three, ta uh, three targets. All right. So after firing off that round, my confidence is through the roof. 
Like I'm yelling at Grell. I'm the gunner. I'm the gunner. <laughs> Just yelling at Grell. Uh, I then push as hard as I can. It, it, they were going from my right to left. So they, they were flying across. From no, they're coming towards you. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so um, Bannon, with as much press, pressure as needed, he'll step down on the left pedal and okay. swing this thing to a six. Okay. And try to find the uh, the other aircraft. Yep, you find it, and it is starting to get into position to start dropping these Necron. Okay. So if we miss this round, we are going to add a 66 number of Necron. Good, why not? I'm going to uh, put that in my crosshairs. Okay. And fire. All right. Regular attack. Regular oh. DM. We're going to look for three. And I pass. All right. And you hit the red button. And once again, the recoil just kind of shoves you back into your seat. You're almost starting to get a headache from the constant jostling of this thing. Because also, like, Grell's not sitting still. He's moving. He's firing. Right. There's shit going on with this tank. So you're starting to get a little disoriented almost. But the land, uh, the round lands true. And it goes right through the center of this ship, right in the front center, like right in the nose of this thing. And just there's not much that left to fall to the ground. The shot rips through it. And you can see almost like a chain reaction exploding through the body of the centipede-looking monstrosity. And pieces of just burning metal start falling to the ground. You have four shots, two targets left. I'm just as good as the Iranians. <laughs> Taking that. <laughs> Oops. Too soon? No? No, no, no. Bannon's confidence is like skyrocketing. This, I'm sure like rounds are like pinging off of this tank. You know, right. I mean, there's this fucking tank. It just takes out two planes. I'm, I'm sure the focus of attention now um, it might turn to the tank. Well, it, scanning the battlefield, there are no heavy vehicles opposed to you. These flying ships were the only ones, and you took them both out, I would say, within like 10, 15 seconds of each other. Okay. It's like a shock and all campaign. Uh, so two more pockets that I can comfortably fire upon without worrying about any Correct. collateral damage. Okay. So I'll go ahead and uh, target whatever's in my field of view. I mean, not so much whichever one's closer. It's just I just take down this plane. I bring the sights down back to the battlefield. And so whichever one is closer. Okay. Yeah. You know, not distance wise, but to my crosshairs, the targeting. System. Right. So I pass with a complication. Excellent. I was hoping for this. Oh, All right. So you get him in the crosshairs. You hit this red button. You're like, this is fucking easy. Yeah. I should have joined the Esther Militarum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and these pile of Necron blow apart and reload. Push to close. Uh, give me an awareness test. Difficulty one. I pass, and I can shift three. Okay. Uh, another pile of Necrons start leaping onto the tank. They start basically just charging the tank. Okay. I would say... Like, f ten of them. So, Bannon will kind of angle his head back towards Grell. Grell, you seeing this? We have a problem. And... You hear the hatch in the front open and the unmistakable sound of his minigun spooling. It's like, I clean the bug. Oh, shit. Okay. I, um, 
or any so let me just visualize this the uh when i rotate the uh, the pod that i'm in with these pedals the turret that's on the front like it's a, a protruding turret like you would find in like a u.s military correct tank. so are there any on the top that i can step on the pedal and rotate this turret to knock off wherever the um pick casters are that are displaying this image you can't actually see the body of the tank in your view oh i see so it's only giving me like a like a fixed distance correct okay so i will smash the left pedal okay and just do like two revolutions and then i'm gonna stop i'm gonna draw my melted gun and i'm gonna pop the hatch all right for the spinning give me a wrath dice Anything other than a one, I'll roll to see how many of these things you knock off. If you get a one, you hit Grell. Uh, I rolled an Exalted. Wow. Yes. Can we just play forever today? Because, <laughs> like, just let's not stop. Uh, so I would say you knock off uh, just about half of them. Okay. So when you pop the hatch, you know there's a lot of them on there, just based on sound. Right. When you open the hatch, there's only maybe four or five left on there, and Grell is actively engaged in a handful of those. Okay, so now here's my question. Knowing that it's safe to assume that just hitting them with the turret is not killing these things. I would say... Like, when it, I eyeball these things down on the ground, they don't look dead. No, they're, they're like, trying to get their footing back about them. Okay. I'm going to target those guys. Oh, I'll okay. Let, I'll let Grell deal with the guys that are on the tank, and I'm going to target the ones that are down. All right, so we'll say there are six on the ground, and we'll treat them like two pockets of three people mobs. Okay. So you can pick left or right, mob one or mob two. No, right, so we'll do to the left. Okay, so we'll just say that's mob one, and give me an attack. There's three of them. Three, six, nine is what we're looking for to take all of them out. And I would say they're about seven, eight meters away from me. All right, so I, uh, I'm i going to give myself one bonus die by aiming. Okay. Nines. To hit all three, so yes. three, six, nine. All right, I hit... All right, disregard. I, uh, I hit one. All right. I was conflated. I was looking in the book because I couldn't remember... I couldn't remember what trait gave me the plus one to my rolls. Damage. But it's on damage. Yeah. All right, so uh, one of them goes down. So now you have a mob on the right and two separate entities on the left. And Grell is still taking care of the other four on the front of the tank. Okay. Um, so there's going to be three attacks against you. One from each of the solo guys and then one from the mob. So on the left, Necron one. One success will miss. Now, let me ask you this. Technically, would I be in cover? Because it's only like my torso sticking out of the... Yeah, uh, so it'd be plus one defense. Okay. Half cover. Right, right. Yeah. Neck round two. Got a complication. Ooh. And missed. <laughs> and his complication... Feel like is not gonna matter for much longer. His weapon jams. And the mob hits and can shift. Ooh. Doing eleven damage. 
All right, so one gets thrown. I have a resilience attack. Okay. So I'm down to three wounds. All right. So I imagine you pop up this this hatch. You jump up. You see there's three on your left, three on your right. You just take a pot shot, hit one right in the head. The melted round just sears right off the top of its, like, skull. And down it goes. The second one goes to shoot. His weapon jams, but the group starts firing at you. You As you go to duck, you take one. They wing you. You take one mm. right in the arm. And you are up. All right, so I think I'm going to multi-attack the two guys that are split. Okay, so it's going to be was it three and five? Three and then five, but you have to hit the whole DN. Right, right. Okay. All right, I'm going to spend a rat to reroll failures. Okay. All right, I hit. All right, and we had to roll damage because your weapon's base damage is higher than. Their resilience. So they both go down. That mob on the right is up. And they miss. So we're looking for a nine to wipe out that mob. Okay. And again, I'll aim at them. Oh, earwacks are ass wiping on this side of the show. Nope. All clean as a whistle. Good. I am blown away, by the way, after thumbing through that Hero Book GM, that the index in that book is better yes. than the Warhammer Wrath and Glory Core Rules book. Yes. How the fuck can that be? <laughs> Number one, there's more pages. There's <laughs> and, and like, I yes. could make the index. Well, I mean, I guess index, whatever. But so like up to page. Uh, all right. So up to page 67. Check that. 70. Up to page 70 is, um, like, quick reference about vehicles, pretty much everything. Okay. Then from 70 to... Shit. 70 to 92 are random tables. From 92 to 112 are journal entries and the rest of the book are blank pages for notes so we have like four sections basically right and there are and and seems to be laid out in a very like a fundamental way where it's very easy for the user to find exactly what it is that they're looking for right six pages of index so four sections within the book but six pages of index yes okay and if i remember correctly wrath and glory is one. Two, well, one page, two sides. One. <laughs> one page, one side. Okay, so one, one side of one page. Now, now, for the entire, how many pages is the core rule book? I think it's like 292 or 450. something. 450. 450. This has roughly half, 250 pages. Now, in in this book's defense, and we always shit on the index, but like they they the table of contents is basically the index. That I, makes I, sense. You know, if you want to find something a little easier, yeah, you would think go to the index. It's going to break it down because, and we've covered this how many fucking times? Like the player's handbook for D anD D is by far the best. There's like ten thousand like half the book is the index. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Well, because they did this crazy shit of like cross referencing. Right. And and oh, you son of a bitch. My pipe fell over. 
let's look at that really quick because this just has to get put to bed. So the um, for this episode, <laughs> for this episode, I'm sure we'll bring this up again. So there's 316 pages in the player's handbook. So roughly 100, a little bit better than 100 pages less. Yes. So it has two, three. It has four pages in the index. Eight sides. Eight sides, dude. And the font is like at four. Right. The font in the Warhammer one is at like 15 or 16. Yeah. And on top of that, excuse me really quick, just to give you a comparison. In the Warhammer, there's three columns per on per page, the page. This one has five. Let's do um let's do a quick little experiment. Mm-hmm. I want to time. Did you just throw your pipe? I'm throwing everything. I'm surprised my wife wasn't there to catch it. With her face. With her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. Um, Still smoking, though. Go ahead. Let's have a race. You're fairly competent with both the player's handbook and the Warhammer book at this point. Oh, wow. Utilizing the index mm-hmm. and only the index. Only the index. Let's let's have a time trial. What are we doing first? The D&D? We'll do the D&D first. Okay, we'll do D&D first. Find me a page on Spell Save DC. Diligently looking through the book. Page 205. 205. 15 seconds. Let's and just... it should have been faster, but I went to saving throw first. Okay. And under saving throw, and this is why this book is amazing, under saving throw, it says spell, spell save. See spell saving throw. Okay. And then you have to find that. So 15 seconds. 15.08 okay. to be exact. Excellent. Let me just jot that down so I don't forget. The garbage. Okay. All right. Now, so many pages to thumb through for this question. Using the index and only the index. Okay. (laughs) Find me the page for the weapon trait brutal. Wow. Um, Oh, it's got to be 274. It says there's actually one in here that says weapon traits. Son of a bitch. But let, let's see if that's actually on that page. Because the way this book is, it's fucking retarded. Uh, two. Yeah, it's there. All right. That eight. took just a little over eight seconds. So we have completely failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this experiment. <laughs> well, that's the anomaly right there. You, you, you just pointed out the anomaly. Do I do the best two out of three? Let's do two out of three, and then we'll wrap the show. All right. All right, we're going to do Wrath and Glory first. Um, find me the page using only the index mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about <laughs> void ship combat. 237. Dude, if you here's here's the problem. If you name something because now you've named two things that are explicitly stated. Like, it's actually listed under Void Ship Combat. But if you said, show me the rules for running, <laughs> which is so basic and stupid, yeah, it would take me... there. It's not in here. Okay. Or well, that, sprinting. It's not in here. Warhammer wins because we're not going to beat two seconds. No. So, <laughs> shit. Two for two. 
All right, right, so, so basically, we just proved that the Warhammer Index is far superior. Way better. Than anything. Way better. Yep. So, to, uh, to Warhammer and their index. Very concise. Ulysses America, you have done a fine job. You've proven me wrong. This whole time I've been shit-talking them, and they've proved me wrong. <laughs> to uh, Earwax. Dude, I, I, I thought it was a bug. I seriously thought bugs had infiltrated my ear canal. To Jen's face. Oh my god. It better get better. Otherwise, I, I might go to jail. And to, of course, Soze's sweaters. And his ass. Being clean. <laughs> Being clean. To dice. And pipes. 